Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape your future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. Welcome back to the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian Garlic here. And today we're going to talk about a marketing strategy used by the biggest companies in the world. Probably a strategy that we've talked about in the past a little bit, but I think is very underused. Um, it's used by, and the company we're going to talk to, Acceleration Partners, we have Kelly Ground, who's, uh, you know, really a 15 year veteran in this type of marketing, affiliate marketing, but it's used by, I mean, they work with LinkedIn, Dix. Uh, I'm looking at just the whole list of pretty much everyone. You know, I see Instacart, Target on here as clients at Acceleration Partners. Um, so I'm excited to talk to Kelly. Kelly, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Awesome. And, you know, before we get started, of course, it's brought to you by videocastory.com. Another great way to promote your business are your client stories. Go to videocastory.com to learn how we can take care of it from start to finish with just pretty much the press of an easy button. Awesome. Kelly, so let's, uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in affiliate marketing, you know, some of the misconceptions, who should be using it, some of the new things, the new trends that you're seeing. Uh, but before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about your background and then how you got to Acceleration Partners, because you've worked with uh, some other well-known companies too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, thank you. Um, yeah, so I've been in the affiliate space for over 15 years, um, kind of started more on the partner side, uh, which is super exciting and the employee benefit side, which we still partner with today. Um, and then I was in-house at HSN, um, where I manage their affiliate and display programs. Um, and then I've been at Acceleration Partners now, actually Monday is my five-year anniversary here at AP. So um, kind of have been on, thank you, <laughs> I know. Um, it's, it's a great company and I, I love that I get to work with um, so many cool brands every day. Um, so I actually help all the, I help account teams here at AP develop their strategies. I look, I do a lot of research. I'm always sharing economic insights, how that's impacting their clients, um, you know, different trends that we're seeing, even different trends with other marketing channels that, you know, there could be an opportunity for us to shift budget or really work with our clients because at the end of the day, we want them to be successful, whether it's through affiliate or direct or through another channel. Um, so just continuing to showcase our value as like the true um, affiliate marketing experts. I really want to talk to you about a lot of the things there because I think you mentioned a lot that I want to unpack, unpack like especially like cross-channel marketing with affiliates. I don't think, and I think people have a lot of misconceptions with affiliates, but you know, when you started in this and like, let's say at HSN, how big of a part of HSN home shopping network was the affiliate marketing? Cause you think of it just as like TV back in the day, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So surprisingly, I actually, when I started HSN, I think it was in 2009, I think, sorry, it's been, it's been so yeah. while. No, um, when we I don't hold you to HSN, it. <laughs> uh, when I started at HSN, uh, the affiliate marketing channel was one of the smaller channels um, in comparison to like email, paid search and everybody. And actually back then e-commerce was only, I want to say 30% of overall sales. TV was still dominant at 70%. Yeah. By the time I left HSN, we were closer to 50, 50. 
50-50 split and affiliate actually doubled in size from my tenure at HSN. So it, it grew to a, a very, very large program. Um, and I think with that, it's because of um, how the industry changed and uh, shifted. Um, you know, everybody, not everybody, but the misconception we see is often like, it's just a coupon channel. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a way to cheapen your brand. Um, I remember when I was at HSN having to have a conversation with my leadership team at the time about how Nordstrom, Saks, like all these luxury brands are leveraging affiliate marketing. It's not just a coupon brand. And then when you actually talk to a lot of our partners, you know, you're talking to their, their audience are, you know, women, household income over hundred K, like they, they just want to get the best deal, but they also want to get incentivized, like with loyalty. I mean, at the end of the day, all of us do affiliate marketing every day. I tell people that all the time, I'm trying to explain it to my parents, for example, <laughs> and she, I'm sure many people in this space understand it's hard. Um, you know, credit card rewards, that's affiliate marketing. Like when you go out and you want to use your, you know, your, Bank of America card uh, to get cash back on groceries. That's that's affiliate marketing, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when I explain it that way, then a light bulb goes off. And yeah, that totally makes sense. And I, I could see why, you know, companies want to work with acceleration partners and really push out these, you know, different partnership opportunities and find ways uh, to capture a different audience. Yeah. And I mean, you, you've at acceleration partners, you're working with a ton of different brands, aren't you? I mean, it's not just e-commerce, right? Cause I see on here like LinkedIn and Instacart. And, yeah. Um, you know, how are non e-commerce brands using affiliate marketing? A great question. I mean, there's, there's, we can, the way affiliate marketing, we like to call it partnership marketing, essentially. Which, yeah, I'd like is, that better. <laughs> yeah, we can actually, um, as long as we're leveraging some type of network and we work with, we're network agnostic, we work with all the big networks, the impacts, the CJs, everybody. Um, as long as we can somehow put a tracking link into anything, um, we can work together. So we actually even do brand to brand partnerships where, you know, maybe it's, we're going to send an email and we're going to promote another brand um, where they can, you know, potentially earn sales, like almost make our brands an affiliate, right? And they can earn commissions off of that. Um, but yeah, for some of our non like e-commerce brands, there's all different ways we can incentivize. We can find, you know, different drivers, um, different, you know, there's, there's just different ways that we can, you know, it's almost like B2B where we could actually find different ways to partner uh, with B2B partners and capture different uh, types of audiences, like HR professionals, right? Like when you talked about LinkedIn, like we want to find ways where we can incentivize more learning opportunities and really work with partners that can email these HR professionals, or, you know, maybe they're in different blogs that we can, you know, work with them, these content partners and make sure that our message is getting out there. So at the end of the day, what I love about what we do at AP is that literally every single client, we do something different with. There's not a one size fits all. And we say that all the time. And it really is true. Um, the other case, you can't turn affiliate marketing off. It's not like another channel where you can just say, hey, we're just going to like shut this campaign down. doesn't work that way. It's like an ongoing channel. So it's really important that we're optimizing every single day. Um, and yeah, sometimes it doesn't work, but we just want to make sure that our clients are getting the best return for their money.
And I mean, partnerships are so important. I mean, it's, I, I, it's funny because I look and you look, especially like if you look at marketing agencies in general, some of the, one of the fastest ways marketing agencies I've seen grow is through partnerships. And, you know, in a mention of someone somewhere can really just boost you. And now there's so many different channels. I like the fact that, you, you know, you can use partnerships to get into a lot of different organic channels. So what are the keys to, you know, setting up or, or discovering what's the best affiliate, you know, strategy for your company? Yeah. Um, great question. So anytime that a, a client comes to AP, we have um, a pretty in like a pretty complex launch process. Um, we actually have a separate client success team that ensures that their onboarding is top notch. Um, we do multiple brainstorming sessions on a launch and strategy uh, presentation. We make sure we're really looking ahead at the next 90 days, but then post that like for the next year. Um, so first and foremost, obviously getting set up in a network, making sure that the tracking's working, but then it's really looking ahead at what's going on in the industry, but also, you know, overall, like what's going on consumer first mindset. And that's where I come in. And, and sometimes I kind of look ahead. Um, like months ago, I called out the supply chain issue, right? Like we keep seeing that. And so talking ahead of like, what can we do to help our clients get ready and get prepared for this? Um, so for new clients in particular, we look ahead and say, okay, seasonally Q4 is your best time of the year. Um, you're going to be brand new in this channel, right? Like you're going to be competing with everybody else who's already probably, you know, buying their paid placements and everything. So it's important we go in there with maybe an exclusive offer. Maybe we go in there and offer them, you know, a little bit more money to boost your logo on their homepage. And then we have clients that their seasonality is different. So, you know, January could be a big time because it's health and wellness, right? And so I think that's another piece of it too, is just, again, just looking at the client and what works for them. I will say that what I love about affiliate marketing is because we're not a CPC channel, we can test different things and we can see like, we, we're, we're tracking traffic, right? Clicks, but we can see this isn't working. Like something's not right. <laughs> like we have like 10,000 clicks and only two conversions, something's up because typically we have like a 10% conversion rate and we can fix that very quickly in comparison to other channels where now you're out like a lot of money because you just paid for all those clicks that didn't do anything. Um, so it's just constantly in the data and looking at how we can shift and make changes and also make sure we're working with the right partners. Cause our partners are the ones telling us like, we sometimes go to them with a new client and they're honest with us. And they say, this isn't actually a good fit for us. Like we target men, you know, 30 plus, and this is not a good fit. So then we move on to the next partner. And um, how do you decide who's a good partner? So that's a great question. Um, so we, the, the great thing about affiliate marketing and one thing that I've grown to love about it, it's truly a relationship channel. And when I say that, it's, you have to get on calls like how we're talking now <laughs> and you have the small talk, you talk to them about life and, and everything. And, and you work through like, these are my goals. My client really wants to drive new customers. Um, 
it's okay that we get, you know, some existing customers, but we really need to try to drive new customers. Are you able to help us do some competitive conquesting and look at some of these brands that are their competitors and how we can capture them instead? The ones that are really our best partners are the ones that are constantly following up with us and you know, giving us make goods, like if a placement didn't work, maybe, you know, the following week, they're like, listen, we know that email was a bust, it didn't work. But next week, we're going to throw you in here. Um, it's just very different, because it's not black and white, like it could be with, again, I keep using other channels as an example, but there's a little bit more flexibility. So I think that's how we decide, you know, who our best partners are. Uh, we work with you know, thousands of publishers. And then we have like a top 100 list that we work very closely with. And at AP, we have our own publisher development team. It's a fairly big team. And then they have direct partnerships with them. Um, but our partners are fantastic. And I just, I kind of go back to even when I was in-house at HSN, I have a partner I still keep in touch with. My daughter's 11. And I remember he sent me when I was pregnant with her, he sent me a onesie and like everything for her. And like, we still keep in touch. We'll email each other every now and then. I mean, it stinks with COVID. We haven't been able to travel and see each other. Um, but I, I just love that about the, you know, the, this, this industry. Yeah, it is. It's neat. And I mean, yeah, partnerships are a relationship. I mean, it, it, it seems really obvious, but I feel when I hear people talk about partnerships, it becomes so transactional. And like you said, it's important to do that. But now and one big thing you brought up was COVID. Um, and how have you seen affiliates, uh, the affiliate space shift and CMOs reacting during the pandemic? Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, when COVID hit, just like everybody else, we were like, let's figure out what's going on. Um, I actually worked closely with my leadership team, and we created like a like a economic task force last year, where we were meeting daily to really talk to each other about like. What are our clients doing? What are conversations they're having? What's going on? Um, we also had a lot of our clients uh, just take, to take a step back that had to work remotely. And remember at AP, we've been remote this whole time. So we were also able to provide that like insight. This is how you Zoom, oh. this is how you do this, which <laughs> kind of helped. But going back um, with COVID, we actually did see, I mean, we had some, some, some clients come to us pretty quickly and said like, we need to pause or we need to, we need to lower commissions as low as we possibly can go like 1% across the board. Cause like we, you know, we're worried about everything, but I have to say, like I do our benchmark reports and in 2020, we only had, we were up every month year over year from 2019 with the exception of July. And that was because Amazon prime day got moved and then December and the reason December we weren't up was because of the whole shipping issues. We weren't mm -hmm. able to push as close to the you know Christmas as we were previously. But every other month we were up. Some months double digits. Um, wow. so the majority of our clients actually saw they were able to shift money from other channels into affiliate because you only pay if a transaction happens, if an action happens, and then you get your money back if a consumer makes a return. So the risk is very limited in comparison to, you know, where they could spend their money elsewhere. Uh, yeah. I mean, it makes a whole lot of sense because it's not, you're not dumping a whole lot of money in. You get to hack it and hone it and optimize yeah. it until it starts working and then you just keep it going. Yep. Uh, and, you know, now with more people going into it and I think it becoming more accepted and obviously, you know, I think we should talk a little bit about influencers. How mm -hmm. do, you know, 
what do you see as the future of partnership marketing for, you know, big business, but also for like medium size or small business? Yeah, it's a great question. And influencers is definitely top of mind. I mean, we've always worked with content partners, influencers. Um, even when I was in-house, we worked with content partners, but obviously that's grown significantly. So I think yeah. with the different changes that we're seeing potentially with the cookie world about the, to happen, all the different shakeups happening, the iOS updates, we're looking at as an opportunity to really leverage affiliate marketing and allow AP to partner with those influencers that maybe they once partnered with directly, whether it's through their public relations team or social team and allow us to help, you know, maintain that relationship and work with them through a CPA commission base. We can also do different campaigns. We can do sweepstakes, giveaways. We can do that all through affiliate. That's continuing to grow. And I think with like TikTok becoming super big now, that's going to be another you know, another way for us to partner working through like how we can uh, actually a lot of TikTok creators are working with one with a couple of affiliate partners. One's called like to know it where it used to be reward style. So they're already doing that. So now it's just really optimizing and working with those creators that you want to work with in TikTok. But I think going into 2022, we're going to see a much bigger piece of that. Um, and it's super exciting because I, I, that's what I love about this channel is like you said, you can really partner with anybody. So, um, you know, as long as they're willing to work with us, you know, we have terms and conditions and everything to abide by, but you know, here's your commission rate go like, here's your link. Um, and you know, we're happy and some of our clients to send you product. Um, so you can promote it to your audience. Yeah, that's just going to be something that continues to happen. You know, we talked about affiliate misconception, partner misconception, but what are the biggest mistakes that you see, you know, these companies in their partnership and affiliate programs, you know, before they come to you? Great question. I think a couple mistakes that we often all see is kind of going into affiliate as if it's like a paid search channel or, or another mm -hmm. channel. First and foremost, you have to you can't just turn it on. Like I can't just launch a partnership today and expect that we're going to see, you know, $10,000 in revenue tomorrow. Like, so one of the mistakes we see is kind of that, that lead up period for how long it takes So first, you got to build the relations relationship. Second is to really make sure they're promoting what works uh, for their audience and continuing to optimize and like find that that right balance. So it could take like four to six weeks, especially with content partners to kind of get up and running. And then by like, you know, three months, that's when you're really kind of getting into that, you know, well-oiled machine of, you know, seeing that return that you really want to see. So I think from a mistake, sometimes we see that brands might shut it down too soon, but kind of reminding them again, you're only paying a CPA, or if you are paying a flat fee for a paid placement, we have the opportunity to work with this partner and say, listen, this didn't work. Can we push this out till next one, next month? Or could you do something for us so that we can continue to work with you? Um, so again, I think it's just having those conversations and not just shutting it off as soon as you see that it didn't work the next day. Yeah, I, that's, <laughs> yeah, that makes so much sense. And, you know, we see, I mean, you see that in paid search too. It's like people, mm -hmm. you know, I see that in YouTube where people are like, Oh, 90 days out, it didn't work. I'm like, yeah, that's usually the, the best channels take a little bit of time, but then once it gets going, it snowballs, doesn't it? Yeah. And then I also think it's, it's affiliate. You cannot turn off. And I think that's another misconception. So, 
you know, a lot of brands will look at it as a variable expense. It's, you know, we can predict kind of like what our budget's going to look like um, based on revenue. But at the end of the day, we're paying a commission on these sales. So it actually really hurts the partnership. If you say, you know, December 15th, like I'm out of money for 2021, <laughs> let's shut down. Like, no, don't do that. Because come 2022, when you get your money back, these partners may not want to work with you because now they're mad because you just shut them off when they're actually earning. So, you know, a lot of times we, we work with our clients and tell them like, can you shift budget? Like we promise you it's worth it in the end. And, you know, I, again, I think that's another misconception. It's just very different where you can't flex kind of the, uh, the budget day in and day out. Um, you kind of, that's, that's what our account managers and account teams do. They know like, when we're going to see spikes, when we're not going to see spikes, when promotions are happening. And then here and there, you might get like an anomaly day, like a, like, you know, Tuesday or something or Monday when Facebook went down, right? Like you saw people were <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. So I'm going to go shop and do other things. Um, but for the most part, 90% of the time, we're, we're pretty good at knowing like when we're going to see those spikes. That's interesting. What, what happened? I mean, what did you all see when Facebook went down? What did, you know, obviously, cause you see a ton of different behaviors, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, it's a, it's a great question. I asked teams, we did see, uh, some of our accounts did see spikes in traffic, um, which was really interesting on the flip side. We actually do work with some partners that will promote us on Facebook or Instagram. So then we, uh, a lot of our account teams had to work with, with that partner and ask about like, pushing it out a different date because we were supposed to be promoted on Monday, right? And like, yeah, that <laughs> um, yeah that's so, not happening. Yeah. So it, it kind of created that a little bit, but I do think, um, you know, at the end of the day, we ended up seeing spikes with people just in general, getting off of social media and then looking at, you know, reading blogs or looking at content partners or even mass media sites who we work with, um, you know, just going direct to them instead of clicking through Facebook or Instagram man it's crazy it was crazy yeah. i was like you know it was, it was one of those busy days for me and i'm like why is fit? you know i thought it was my computer i'm like yeah is it, you know? <laughs> that's what everybody said i know uh, did you go to twitter because i thought they did a fantastic job oh, um, oh yeah they're, they're, hello literally everyone and i spent like 20 minutes reading through those brands comments they were awesome to be yeah. a social media manager on Monday would have been, would have been pretty fun for Twitter. <laughs> fun. As long as you didn't have a big Facebook campaign yes, about to true. launch. Exactly. <laughs> like, especially, yeah. Cause I mean, those, there's so many people that have time to launch us and yeah. like, Oh yeah, we're launching Monday. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> uh, um, so, you know, speaking of crazy stuff, what's the, you know, we're, we were talking about some stories be, before, but do you, can you share like the craziest affiliate campaign that you worked on? Yes, I can actually. So right. I, um, I worked on a campaign, um, one time, um, here at AP actually, where we were working with content partners or influencers and we decided that we would allow the content partners to pick out their outfits and their sizes. So it, it was so much work <laughs> because, um, our team had to collect, like, I want a medium top and I want, you know, the pants and this size and this, and then we would go to our client and they're like, well, this is sold out or it's not in that color. It's just, it, it was so much back and forth. So we eventually launched 
but then um, a couple of the partners didn't like the outfits that they got. So we want to be authentic to the brand, but then it created like, you know, some, some issues as far as um, this brand saying like, why did we even work with them if they, they're not going to like it? So um, we had to talk to them about like, you know, sometimes that can happen. Most of the time it doesn't, but we ended up giving them like an additional outfit and then they were, it was just the fitting that didn't work, but that can happen in affiliate marketing. And I think the challenge is at the end of the day, they're all publishers. They can publish what they want. Like for example, even some of our partners, like a coupon cabin, for example, we put in a text link and say like, we want you to promote free shipping on jeans. And if they want to switch it, like that happens sometimes. So uh, they know their audience better. um, And that can happen. So I think it's, yeah, it was just, it was a great learning opportunity for us moving forward. We decided to do gift cards instead, um, where we let the content partner, like, here's a gift card, go buy what you want (laughs) and, you know, not be the middleman for that. So yeah. yeah, I can only imagine shopping for all of those. I mean, cause you're essentially shopping for people, right? Yes. Yeah. And it literally, and it was just a nightmare with the back and forth because the line that we were promoting was the new line. So everything was selling out really quickly and it just created so much additional work. So we ended up spending probably two to three times more time on that campaign than we should have. Um, but like I said, it was a good learning opportunity. We shared it out with all the other teams too. Like, do not do this. <laughs> so if anything, it saved time for, for other people as well. Uh, yeah, I would say <laughs> it seems like a good idea, right? It's like, yeah. one of those. oh yeah, this seems like a good idea. And then you get into it, like, this is the worst idea ever. And I'm half only halfway through. <laughs> but I, I also have one more that I'll share when I was actually in-house. Um, we had because these couponers can figure things out that they shouldn't. Um, we, they learned how to hack one of our, our new customer coupon and they shared it on one of our partners, like a, you know, like a user. Wall. Oh my God. It, I came into work and it, well, you know, I live in Tampa, so in St. Pete. So I had like an hour commute. I get into work and by like 10 AM, I'm like, I get like an alert from someone in IT. They're like, something's going on in the affiliate channel. And (laughs) I'm like looking and all of a sudden our traffic was the highest out of any channel. Like something was, was happening. So (laughs) I found it pretty quickly. And then I was like, we got to shut this down and everybody's sharing. And the customer base is so tight. And like, then they were sharing on social media, use this, and then you can get this off. Um, we were able to get it shut down within three hours, but my goodness, that was like such a stressful time. Oh my God. Um, but that's the other thing too, is, you know, that happens on like slick deals, like all these partners that we work with, they're smart and savvy and they know how to get by. So you have to, excuse me, just continue to be on top of that. Yeah. That's, oh man, those, those, those moments when you walk in the office, you know, something's wrong and it's like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, this has been awesome. So tell us a little bit about working with acceleration partners. How how do we go about doing it? Yeah. Um, so for acceleration partners, um, you know, we manage um we manage like top brands, but we manage pretty much any brand from D to C uh to travel, <clears throat> B2B, food and beverage, again, across finance, pretty much anybody we can work with. Um, so right now 
Like anybody can go to accelerationpartners.com and they could actually go reach out um, and talk to somebody on our sales team. We can audit their program and look if they already have an existing program, we could take it to the next level or we could look at opportunities to launch a program. Um, I can tell you that looking ahead at 2022, I expect that a lot of our existing clients are going to be investing more in affiliate just because of the success that they're seeing this year, this year and last year. Um, so we're super excited about that just to continue to expand. And, you know, we're continuing to partner with um, new partners. Brand to brand partnerships is something that we're continuing to, to work on. So I think it's just going to continue to grow. Um, and then different technologies coming out. So we work with some networks that have dynamic commissioning. Uh, we can pay differently based on the, the purchase funnel. Um, so there's all different ways that we can work together. We just talk to the clients and, and you know the prospects and say like, what are your goals at the end of the day? Is it just revenue? That's fine, we could do that. Do you want new customers? We could do that. Do you want traffic? We could do that. So, um, we have some clients actually previously that would come to us and they just want to drive traffic um, because they don't pay for it, which is great. It's actually very smart. And then they're okay with like their other channels, like display or social kind of capturing, you know, using affiliate to fill in that funnel and then letting some of the other channels convert. Um, so there's, again, there's different KPIs um, and it's, it's pretty exciting. That's, yeah, that's super smart. I, I yeah. mean, yeah, because there's so many ways to think of it as a branded traffic source. It, yep. it, it's it's fantastic. Well, Kelly, I mean, I, I definitely would love to have you back on sometime because there's so much we could dig into here. But thank you so much for being on the Garlic Marketing Show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. This was super fun. And uh, make sure to go check out accelerationpartners.com. Definitely look, they have a whole huge list of clients that they've worked with. Um, they have a lot of information, podcasts on there, courses on here. Um, so make sure to go check it out. And uh, thank you for listening and taking Kelly and, and I on your journey. This has been I and Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video, you know it'll make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. 
If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. 